0: Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Steven Miranda.
1: And I'm Steve Fry.
0: On Tuesday, August 20th, 2019, episode 15.03, the NFC preview show, the Raiders are looking great on the field, but they just can't get right with Antonio Brown. The NFL is looking to expand the playoffs. Jay-Z is partnering with the NFL, and Jerry Jones says, Zeke who? What? Oh, Jerry. In this episode, we're going to take a look at all 16 teams in the NFC and give you our take on how each we'll do this season. That means look out for another hour and a half plus show, all right? So let's get to it and chop it in. <laughs> bringing american football to the world it's steven miranda and steve fry with nfl rants and raves all right steve what the heck is going on with antonio brown and the raiders he's filed a second grievance like this reminds me of i think it was a movie with with tom cruise with the military that they you can't handle the truth remember where he's in the trial, he's never—he's not like a, a lawyer that does a lot of trials and, and goes to court, and he objects, and then he objects again, and then he objects one more time, and then like they clear the crew, and his his partner's like, what the hell are you objecting so many times for? Like, he's like, Cause I wanted to get it on the record. Yes, you do it once. You get it on the record. You don't keep doing it because now they're going to think that you're trying to hide something. And that's exactly what's going on here with Amy. You
1: you file a second grievance. What's? I I mean, I guess you got to try. Is it because he can't handle the truth? No, he can't handle the truth that he's got to move on.
0: (laughs) So, I think it's. I'm going to. I'm going to play something for you here, Steve, because I think the Raiders are at that point where I think it's time for AB to put up or shut up. And this is the general manager Mike Mayock of the Oakland Raiders, and he is not very happy when he says this, okay? he You could see, if you see the video of this, when he's talking about this, he's visibly upset because he's tired of answering these questions probably every day. So here's the bottom line. He's upset about the helmet issue. Uh, we
1: have supported that. We appreciate that, okay? But we've, at this point, we've pretty much exhausted all avenues of relief. So from our perspective, it's time for him to be all in, we're all out.
0: Okay? So we're hoping he's back soon. We got 89 guys busting their tails. We are really excited about where this franchise is going,
1: and we hope A.B. is going to be a big part of it starting week one against Denver.
0: And then he goes, and then basically says, and that's it, end of story, no questions. He walks away. He, he was visibly upset at this. So here's the thing. The next day, guess who is there at practice? Yeah,
1: AB shows up.
0: Antonio Brown. And you would think all is great, right? He's he doesn't have his old helmet, he's got a new helmet. But there's video of the training session and there's all the players are over there surrounded by the coaches and they're kind of going through through some sort of little on-field meeting. Before they break apart to go do whatever kind of practice they're going to have, and A B's by himself on the sideline doing a walk as he stretches. He's doing kind of like high knees, stretching his legs, not being part of the team. I know the Raiders; they, they kind of had a sense of what they were getting when they got A B. He's a great football player when he's on the football field, but off it, he's a little crazy. Come on, this is a guy who last year for Pittsburgh on the final week of the season where Pittsburgh really needed to win the football game, he missed practice and he was sharing videos on Instagram of him and his kids sliding down one of those inflatable water slides. There's always going to be drama surrounding him. But is his talent on the field worth it for the Raiders? Because look, at the Raiders got, got kind of a present right now. Their $30 million guarantee that they're guaranteed to pay him over the next two years, they only had to give him $1 million up front. So they could cut him today. He doesn't make their roster. And all of a sudden, they've got $15 million per year for the next two years to go out and find someone who really wants to be there.
1: But I don't think they have the cap space, so they don't actually pay the dollars out. But I think I read someplace that that right now AB is twenty five million dead cap space to the the Steelers. To the
0: Steelers, the, the, I mean, it's not costing the the Raiders anything.
1: But I think it's in that same article. I'm fairly certain I read that it's another twenty five or thirty to the Raiders. So no, you know, so if, the
0: so if he makes so the, the contract, the contract that he signed. He got a $1 million signing bonus. That's all the Raiders have paid him so far. $1 million signing bonus. The other $30 million is for his first two years, $15 million per year for two years, and that's guaranteed if he makes the roster day one. So they can cut him today, and all that will be out is the million dollars they paid him for that signing bonus. The other $15 million per year, they save. They can go out and get two wide receivers that are just as good that don't have the drama. Because what's it going to be in two weeks? The season's getting ready to start. Is he going to continue to cry about this helmet? Or is he going to play ball? Well, I,
1: my My theory, and I don't know him any more than anybody else here does. Right. This is just—he's playing games, so he doesn't need to work out.
0: That's what I—that's what I wanted to believe the, the, from the beginning. The
1: guy is clearly—he's—he's he's working out. He's keeping himself in in top shape. I mean, you see—you see videos, whether it be through Hard Knocks, whether it be through through um, Instagram or wherever, you're you're seeing him working out. True. So he's keeping at peak physical conditioning, except
0: for his feet, well, which ex- he burned. Well, right in a but, cryo chamber.
1: Uh, all right, so. Things happen, right? <laughs> I don't think he intended to do that. I think yeah, that's an no, honest. No, no. That's just an honest bonehead move. He, so, he, so I think he's just if if he can. I mean, he's looking at how many quarterbacks you don't touch a quarterback, you don't in, in practice. How many starting quarterbacks have you seen play the first two weeks of the preseason, like at all? Not many. Not many of them. So, I Which think is my
0: rant for the day. I'll, we'll cue that up
1: for later. I think he's trying to get into that category of. I don't wanna But he's not a quarterback. I don't wanna practice. I don't why but he's he's you're quarterbacks right. are right. practicing. They're, they're going well they're practicing, but
0: They haven't the Steelers haven't made him play a game. And they're probably not gonna make him play a game in the entire preseason. But you gotta show up for practice. Right. You gotta show up for team meetings.
1: You gotta show you know what routes are being called.
0: Exactly. There's there's absolutely no reason, even if it's the helmet thing, there's no reason that a helmet thing should keep you out of training camp so you can't go to your wide receiver meetings and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Yes, he's a veteran, and veterans don't like training camp. I get it. But when the GM starts saying it's time to be all in or be all out, it's time to be all in. And I heard a report that Gruden, he was in practice, Gruden went up to him, and and Gruden's style is like, hey, uh, so uh, you all in or what's up? And A.B. says, I'm all in. Gruden's like, okay, good. We're good then. Let's go. Let's go, AB. So there you go. That was my worst impression of John Gruden ever. I just want to know, are we going to be down this road in two, three days after he hears from the arbiter who says, the arbiter tells him, hey, uh, no, we've already told you no on this helmet. You're just going to say no again, so go away with this. Is he going to continue to bring it up?
1: So just revisiting the cap thing? Yes. His contract with the, with the Raiders, it's a $30 million dead cap hit if they release him before June 1st.
0: Even though they don't pay him that money?
1: Right. Yep, $30 $30, 125,000 dollars dead cap hit.
0: Then I have no idea how a contract Well,
1: and, and so that, that's the challenge. I mean, that, that, that's kind of everything right there. What, what can the Raiders do? The Raiders can't afford to cut him. They can't afford to not play him. They can't afford to let yeah, him yeah. hold it, it, out. So I guess so it's, unless it's a unless cap the guy it. goes but out, they're not,
0: they don't actually physically have to pay him the money.
1: No, they're not physically paying him. But right. then, I mean, your comment of then you can go out and sign two good receivers for that. They can't. They don't have the the cap space to do it. That, that they, they have the cash in the in the bank that they right. can physically pay those receivers. Which I'm sure, but you they know, can't. They can't go over the cap.
0: I'm sure Mr. Davis will be very happy with that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: So yeah, he's he's basically I mean if they can trade him before June 1st, it's only a million dollar dead.
0: All right. I guess maybe I I'm just I'm this close. I don't know if, if Steven you, you don't go too far back with the history of NFL Rats and Ravens. Did did you have you ever heard the show when, when we mentioned a Humnumba? <laughs> no. He who must not be named. A Numba. Okay. Okay. And I am this close. This look at look at, just tell the people how close my fingers are. I don't think I can even see you no, through this. No, you cannot. That's how close I am to making him a home number, a he who must not be named. Like we won't talk about him on the show anymore. That's how tired I am of AB's antics.
1: I I'm tired of his antics too, but I don't know that it. Much like the rest of the preseason, the scores don't matter. The win loss record doesn't matter until week one hits. If the antics go away, the week before their first game and he shows up and plays in whatever helmet the NFL lets him play in I, I don't want to say I, right yes I agree he's on way for like, thin ice. I'm not expecting him to, to suddenly have this all come to an end and show up at camp and be a perfect citizen for two more weeks right but three weeks from now if he's not there I'm completely on uh, board with you
0: you're giving him a pass till week one all right the NFL players and owners are reportedly are open to a playoff expansion, Steve. Here here we are, like, it's not enough that we get, you know, all the teams that we get in from both sides, the AFC and the NFC. They want to add another team, kind of like a true wild card team. And here's how this would look. What's being proposed right now is that a seventh team gets in from each division. Okay? All right you're going to have the wild card round where only the number one seed gets the buy. Right now, the number one and the two seed get a buy. Three plays six, four plays five, and you go on. This is what they're proposing. The number one seed gets a buy the first week in the wild card. You get that seventh seed. They play the number two seed. Three plays six, four plays five. Then the in the divisional round, The number one seed gets to play whatever the lowest remaining ranking team is. If seven were to beat two, they play seven. Six, four, or five, whichever the lowest one is. And then the other two winners of the other two games, they play each other. And then you have your championship weekend as normal. So the expansion will only bring one more team into play. How do you feel about that?
1: I... Well, I mean, it would give it would increase the chances of my team making the playoffs. Right? Woo hoo! Yeah. Uh, so we've already had a
0: seven and nine team make the playoffs. So right. now you're opening the door of a possibility of more seven and nine teams making the
1: playoffs. I, I one of the major issues I've got with the NBA and the NHL is how many of the teams make it into the postseason. So the 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 regular season more than half, I think,
0: in the NBA. Right. So
1: the regular season. Matters a little bit, but not a whole lot. You're right. In in college football, I mean, unless you're one of those top five or top ten teams, I mean, you're playing for a good bowl game. Yeah. you know, Win your conference, go to the – Let's the, get to the Peach yeah. Bowl or yeah. the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> the, the Mrs. Werther's Bowl or Mr. <laughs> Werther, whatever. The, the Las one was Vegas at. Outback Bowl. But what I like about the NFL is you get your division champions. It means something. And – and a wild card. There's only 16 games, and you better ball
0: for 16 games because the regular season means something. It's a little bit more special than all the other regular seasons. I don't want to sort through 162 baseball games to decide which four teams are going to the playoffs. Right. Right? Um, I don't need a seventh team, and no. I love football. I want you give me as much football as you could possibly give it me. I, I don't need any more teams. I don't need to see seven and nine, God forbid, six and ten, make it into the playoffs. I don't need that. No. No. Um, we- so I'm glad that the owners and the players are looking at it and talking about it. But uh, Well,
1: for the players, it's it's that extra team that's, bo- that's bonuses because you're getting a playoff right. bonus. Get,
0: get, a, get a playoff the, check.
1: The owners, some team gets another game. Right. So more income from, you know, Concessions and rev you know, T V and everything else that they're playing with. So it I don't want it. That's my yeah, John do Snow.
0: I, yeah. I, I don't want it, right? They always try to make it. I don't want it. No.
1: <laughs> there you please, go. please don't make me Horrible, horrible and please don't make, make me do the yo know, you know nothing John yes, Snow Yes, comment. Please, Just, please. Not a redhead. <laughs>
0: If Egret is available, though, she could. uh, Yes, we're We're happy to have
1: her (laughs) add her little two cents to our show. Come say it. You know where to find us.
0: All right, there you go. Finally, uh, we kind of teased this last week because we heard about it last week. Jay Z and Rock Nation are partnering with the NFL, and my my first question about this: What is this really about, right? And after doing some research and you know reading some of the reports and all that stuff. The, the whole thing is that Jay-Z's partnership with the NFL was explained in this way is that they announced that Jay-z and Rock nation are now going to help advise on who is selected who the selected artists are for NFL performances like at the Super Bowl or kickoff of the of the you know NFL kickoff weekend or what have you um, but then, also that Rock Nation uh, will play a, an important role in the NFL's recently launched Inspired Change Initiative. That's the collaboration between the NFL and the Players Coalition and a group of NFL players seeking to advance social and racial injustices. Right. Um, first of all, there's been a lot of backlash that Jay-Z's involved because one, there's been reports that he wants to be uh, an owner of an NFL franchise, whether it be uh, part owner or minority or owner, minority owner or full owner, that they're like, yeah, what does that have to do with what he's doing here? A lot of the players who are still kneeling, um, Kenny Stills of the Miami Dolphin, Reed of the uh, Carolina Panthers, they did not like this at all. They they took Jay Z's comment of "We're past kneeling." As a, as a slight, they're like, well, wh- why are you past kneeling? You haven't knelt yet. You haven't been any, you haven't done anything to promote what it is. We're trying to promote. How could you say and be a voice for us and say we're past kneeling? Um, so that was a very interesting take. I think it was Kenny Stills who actually said that. You haven't talked to me. You haven't talked to Colin Kaepernick, who kind of started this whole movement. You don't really even, I don't think you really know what it is we are trying to promote by when we kneel for the National Anthem. So how can you stay there and stand there and say, yes, we've partnered with the NFL. We're going to help with this initiative, and we're past kneeling. I understand on one side what Jay-Z is saying, right? You can't just continue to kneel and hope that you're going to make a change somewhere.
1: Yeah, the, the right. protest has to develop into something bigger if you hope to, to make change.
0: But see, here's, here's my problem with Jay-Z. He
1: had the opportunity to say
0: that, but when asked about it again, he, he kind of skirted around the issue. Like he didn't want to go there. So to me, it's kind of muddled. It's kind of unclear. Great, you pick artists. I'm all. You're an artist yourself. You're a rapper. You're in the entertainment industry. I get it. If that's what the NFL wants, and they want him to be the guy who says, "Hey, this is who we should have as our halftime entertainment. This is who we should have," you know, singing the national anthem here. That's great. But don't also then twist him and put him in a position where you think that he and Rock Nation are going to help move forward the protests that have been happening by the players.
1: You think it's the NFL that pitched that message? You think Absol- NFL reached out to Jay Z and said we want you to be a part of this? No 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 I think I think and Jay-Z- this is why we want you to be the face of this pro <laughs> So I, I'm I'm going back to your your the first question you said, what is this all about? What is it all about? Money. True. Jay Z saw an opportunity to get himself and his businesses into the NFL, sign a massive cross marketing deal where all he can get his artists in there he can control who's there so so he knows he's getting the income off of those performances right and I can I mean I'm not in those negotiations I have to believe though that Jay-Z and his folks pitched it to the NFL as we need to we need to show that we're really doing something more than just kneeling and I agree with you I don't think Jay Z really knows what it's about, what they're kneeling for. I don't know that he's probably agreeing with it. I mean, on the surface, probably. But I think he saw an opportunity to pitch the NFL on something that would bring him in versus some other promoter to 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 boost his brand and and sign a major deal with with one of the biggest promoters. I mean. I, the NFL this, still has some of the best ratings out there.
0: This is what I'm getting at, though. The NFL clearly doesn't have a clue, because okay, you, you keep talking about the NFL. They've created this inspired change, but that's what I, that. But this is the problem. They're saying we're we listen to the players. We're going to play. We're going to provide a platform for our players to go out there and do the things that you know that they want to do. That are all, all these issues that are important to them.
1: Let me add one thing to your comment. Yeah, we're listening to the players. And their friend, confidant, Jay-Z. Okay. And this is what they want us to do. So they're not talking to the players. They're not. A little bit. They're talking to Jay-Z. Jay-Z is saying, I can use my position, the color of my skin, my reputation, and I can get in a major deal with the NFL. I, don't, I, I think Jay-Z is, is, is hijacking this whole thing with the idea of, it'll help me sell a deal to the NFL. Yeah. So you keep saying the NFL is saying this, the NFL well, is saying that. They agreed to it. They See? agreed to it, but they're they're the ones saying, how do we get out of this PR nightmare, right? Well, that's right. We we, we don't want to tell our players they can't kneel, but we've got a, a, a population of our fan base that's saying, we don't want the players kneeling. We don't think they should be kneeling. So it's it's it continues to be a black mark on the NFL because they can't find a resolution to it. And they
0: and they've made it worse is what I'm saying. Right. Then find well, a resolution. I, I they, they, agree. They made
1: it worse. I agree. In trying to find a solution, they went to the wrong person, and they and the, the solution were, that they thought they found is exactly the opposite of what they wanted. Right. It's just backfired,
0: and now you know there, now you've got play because I've seen three or four interviews with players, you know, saying this was a mistake by Jay Z. Jay-Z's now defending himself. He's had a couple other uh, DJ Khaled came out and had to defend Jay-Z. And it's like, look, you've made it worse. And now those players who hopefully maybe you were going to provide a platform for them to get their message out are going to continue to kneel now. And you're just going to keep bringing this along. I just think it was handled poorly. and, and this Without partner, question. Yeah. And then once the, the, the thing broke that Jay-Z wants to become a, a part owner, that's even worse. Right. Makes it look even worse. Exactly. So,
1: he's, trying to get in, he's trying to get in, get close to the, to, I mean, let's call it what it is, the white ownership, the yes. white billionaire ownership of the yes. NFL. He's trying to get in and prove he's one of them. Right. That way they let him come to the table as an owner. So that's why, I, I, and and the only reason why I'm kind of getting, I don't want to say heated about it, but why I'm kind of disagreeing is, is I think the NFL just stumbled their way into this thing. They're looking for anything. They're grasping at straws to find a solution, and Jay Z gave them what they thought was a solution.
0: Yeah, it was it was the wrong solution. Agreed, it, it was pretty bad.
1: All right, uh, it could have been the right solution let's, but done differently. Let's anyway. go to other solutions. Let's talk to Jerry Jones. Let's talk about Jerry Jones. Oh, he. Second. He finally is listening to everybody. He got a contract on today. Did
0: you hear that? He did. Should we give him like a flake? No, Jerry. Jerry said, as a matter of fact, I want to read you his quote because his quote is what was really funny. He said, um, (laughs) in signing this contract for lying back, let's say who the contract is for first, all right? Jalen Smith, linebacker, gave him a five-year, $64 million extension to his deal. He said, Jerry Jones, this is Jerry Jones speaking, y'all been badgering my ass to get a contract done for the last three weeks. This is a contract story. And this is a contract story that is not just this year or not just next year. This has it all. Thank you, Jerry. This contract that you've extended Jalen Smith for, I think it's great. He's a, he flies around the field with all kinds of speed and wrecks all kinds of havoc from the linebacker position. But Jared, don't don't get it twisted. Nobody's been telling you to get a contract done with Jalen Smith. They're telling you to get contracts done with Zeke, with Dak, and Amari. Those are the three contracts we would want to see. So. You can have your fun, and we'll get to another piece of fun that he had in a minute, but it's a great contract signing, but let's not get it twisted. It's not the contract people are talking about. he's not the contract people are badgering him about. If you haven't heard by now, because this was everywhere, uh, after the Saturday night preseason game between the Rams and the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones had this to say. Zeke who? And then it was, he went on to say it's a joke that he's you know likes Zeke very much and you know obviously wants to get Zeke in the camp. Um,
1: when you hear the audio, it he is you, playing. You can tell the playful tone in his voice. Yes, he is. To he be is. On, to be fair to him, the tone of voice is a playful, joking tone. And he very quickly pivots back into. He did not meet, you kind know, of,
0: if anybody took it like, oh, well, you know, Tony Pollard, rookie running back, had a great game against the Rams, you know, had six touches, accounted for like, you know, 57, 58 yards, uh, nine yards receiving, the rest rushing, scored a 14-yard touchdown. He looked great. I'm going to give it, I'm gonna give it yeah. to you. Kid looked great. But if anybody tried to twist it as, oh, Jerry's thinking that Tony Pollard's going to be the star, you know, future running back for the Dallas Cowboys, doesn't care about Zeke anymore, That is, that was never his intention when he said, Zeke who? But, of course, Zeke's agent got wind of it. Zeke got wind of it. And Zeke's agent came out and said that he felt that Jerry Jones was being disrespectful. Well, once again, as you and I have said, if you heard the com- the quote, there's no way you could say he's disrespecting Zeke.
1: But well, no, I I disagree with that comment. Oh, you think he was disre- disrespecting oh, yeah. him? I, How I,
0: are you going to re- disrespect a a player who's been in the league for three years? What is this website that continues to play audio? All right, we're we're killing this page in a minute. But been in the league for three years, was suspended that, that, for that, six I'm games. Sorry, that
1: website isn't your parent company, is it? It is.
0: <laughs> thank you. You're uh, You're thank you for that. throwing me under the bus like that. Six games. He was. He's been suspended in his in his in his three year stint with the Cowboys. And yeah, his numbers have been phenomenal. But he still has two years on his contract. Who are you disrespecting by saying Zeke? Who? Now, I want to see hear so, your so side Jer- of the story.
1: Jerry negotiates deals, right? Guys like this don't make that kind of money without negotiating deals of some sort. So it, it's not that he's saying he's not saying Zeke is bad. He's not saying he doesn't want Zeke on his team. He's, he's masking a a shot across the bow in a humorous statement that he immediately discounts and says, no, no, seriously, I'm just joking. But it's a message across the bow. Like, you know, Zeke, you need to know that I'm, I'm watching our, our rookie running back. I'm watching our third string running back perform really well on the field. And I know that every time they have a good run, your value goes down because I know I have somebody that could be 75, 80% of your value right here. Right. So it, it's, it's, it's a slap to, to Zeke who really has no ground to stand on at the moment. He's got
0: no leverage. Right. Zero. We, we've
1: talked about that in weeks past. Right. So, so it's, it's Jerry Jones joking around and being able to discount it as well. I really didn't mean it, but it's really him saying, "Look, dude, I, you've got no ground to stand on here. I've got better options. You better get, you better reconsider your 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 negotiating stance and get back in." See, here.
0: I really think he, he was completely. There was no disrespect. That was complete. I don't even think it was a shot. If he took a shot across the bow, it was today where he gave Jalen Smith his contract extension, has a press conference where he brings everybody out, brings out Jalen, brings out his son, Stephen Jones, and they start talking. And all of a sudden, he starts saying, this guy has been great for us. He has been here every day. He has made every practice. He has made every meeting. He has done everything that we have asked him to do. And those were shots.
1: Oh well, yeah, that that's rubbing more salt right. into it, yeah. right? That he's-
0: those, those were salt. He's just me, look. Here's a guy who hasn't complained. He's done everything we asked him to do. He he hasn't walked down this team. We're gonna reward him. We're look at this big fat extension that we're giving him. Those were those were. I mean, if Zeke wasn't watching that press conference or his his agent wasn't, they better go look it up. They better go to DallasCowboys.com and, and look. it And you know
1: they were. I mean,
0: um, because. Those were, those were the direct messages. Like, uh, you should be here. You are under contract. You have no leverage. Two years. You're you going to sit out. The, all Zeke's banking on is that the Dallas Cowboys don't want him to sit out the season. That's the only thing he's got. And I'm going to tell you what, for whatever it is that the, he's demanding and asking, I think he wanted uh, Todd Gurley-type money. The Cowboys are saying, we can't give you that because I still got to give a contract to Dak and to Amari Cooper. So if that's what you're looking at, you may have to sit out the whole season. And then guess what? Next year, we're in the same boat because we're not going to give you another contract because you've already missed the whole year with us. So I, I, I think the, the Zeke who I think it was just playful all across Today's press conference, he was talking some business. Alright. Yeah, he was talking some business. Anyways, enough. Enough with all of that craziness. Z cool, though. That was funny. Come on. You- <laughs> I laughed. Oh, yeah. It was it I, was I laughed. it was
1: funny. I'm not saying it wasn't. It's just I think it yeah. was, there was more to it. <laughs> Alright,
0: let's get to it. We're gonna start off with the NFC East and NF- NFC North. And since we've pretty much on these dudes anyways. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. So my first question to you is, do you really think that the Cowboys believe Tony Pollard can be the answer at running back? Because two weeks now against San Francisco and against the Rams, granted it's the preseason, granted both of those units didn't have all of their starters out there, he looked really good.
1: He did. Um. I would have to say I think they're they're starting to believe that he can be you know I've said it a few times that but the, can they, he be they, they don't they don't need him to produce a hundred percent of Zeke's production right if he's doing 75 eighty percent of it, well that's it, still a pretty damn good running back
0: The one thing that that's weird now is that I've kind of changed my stance on the Dallas Cowboys, where I think now the best part of the Dallas Cowboys is their defense. The line is stacked. They've got rushers. They've got interior linemen that could get to the quarterback. Their linebackers are studs, all of them. All of them flock to the ball. And the secondary, who I always had fear and trepidation with, as these young guys are really starting to show up and ball out. Um, so I, I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys have to – I really I, – I think you sold me last week. You, Steve, should take – pride in knowing that you sold me on it's more the offensive line and not the running back. I mean, cuz I still hear to this day, oh my god, if Barry Sanders could run behind the Cowboys line that Emmitt Smith did, he would have had a million yards. You you hear that to this day, right? Yeah. If Barry Sanders could only run uh, uh behind Tua and Newton and and those guys, gosh, that that he would have he would have been phenomenal. Um so true. The Dallas Cowboys, you know, a- and they did this to the Rams without Tyron Smith who didn't even make the trip. So, get him back in the line. That that, offen- that offensive line is going to be pretty tight. So, so
1: the challenge is going to be if if Pollard isn't the guy, but they think he is. They could they could put themselves in a position very quickly of of feeling good about him, right, to find out it's too late that he's not the guy. What are their first three games? They're playing the giants. Yep. Redskins yep. and dolphins.
0: They should be three and zero, and he should rush for over a hundred yards right. in all three of those games.
1: Exactly. So you, you, you get, you get <laughs> to that point in the season. You're thinking he's our guy. Then you, then you go to the saints. Yep. You host the Packers, which we'll see jets, uh, Philadelphia, and then you're, and then you you get the Giants. then you get, get the meat of the, the the schedule. But then you're Minnesota, Detroit, New England. I mean, it, it's yeah. so. I mean, they they could easily it could be get eight to their, games in and be, be four like, weeks oh, in, three and Oh, You know, they could be walking into their fourth week, the the, the game against the Saints. We're three and Oh, We've got a, a a top five running back in Pollard. We're doing great, and they could just get their asses handed to them by the Saints. Right. And then, I hear you. And then it's I don't want to say it's too late. You can always bring Zeke back in, but it's like you've you put put your cards in basically telling Zeke you keep sitting out we're we've moved on from you. God forbid they do something like trade him or, or just tell him if if they really think they've got his long-term replacement and they just say we're done with this mess of you holding out and they, right. I don't know why they would trade him but they could. Yeah. You end up with it might be too late. Now you don't have the option to go back to Zeke. So
0: the thing about Pollard is if he plays even like you said, 70 to 75% of what Zeke did. The Cowboys have brought in Randall Cobb to play the slot with with Amari and Michael Gallup, Cobb, and then remember you got Jason Witten back. That receiving core is pretty formidable again. Yes. Right? I mean, you're going to double up Cooper because you don't trust that Pollard can be the guy? Watch him break off runs, and you're going to have to change that quickly. Or, you know what? You're going to you're, you're gonna roll safety coverage over to Cooper's side? Well, watch Gallup burn you deep, and watch Cobb eat you up in the middle of the field from the slot position. And, yeah, we still have old man Jason Wynn, who looked great. His first game yes. back in a year and a few months. And
1: Yeah, the booth was, did not hurt him that bad yeah, on the field.
0: Not at all. So, I like the Cowboys' chances in the East. My problem is I, I, think that, I think there are a couple teams in the East that are going to be a little bit better. I don't, it's going to be tough to repeat. But the thing about the East is I think 10 wins is going to get you the division. And quite frankly, I think the Cowboys, looking at their schedule, can pull off 10 wins. All right, let's move on to Los Gigantes de Nueva York. <laughs> For those of you who don't speak Spanish, that's the New York Giants, by
1: the way. Oh, uh, uh, yes, thank you. All right, Steve.
0: I only have one question here with the New York Giants.
1: You want to know about their, their left tackle?
0: Yes. Why haven't they gotten a new one? <laughs> no. I want to know how much do they expect to get from Eli Manning when they got no weapons. They traded their only weapon. Okay. Saquon Barkett, running back. Okay. I'm not talking about Saquon. Okay. he's He's going to run the ball. He's going to do what he does. But at the wide receiver position, He got no one to throw the ball to. The only guy they had, OBJ, they sent him to Cleveland. I mean, there's no one that strikes fear. I was looking at this. Well, they they had Golden Tate. But he's suspended. Yeah. Suspended for the first four games. And and does Golden Tate really instill fear in corners like he once did in his younger days? No, not like he once did. No, No, not like he once did. But but
1: as a a second or third receiver – paired with with another strong receiver he could
0: just I'm gonna I'm gonna just say some names and you tell me on a scale of one to ten 10 being I fear this guy so much and one being like I don't even know who that dude is I'm gonna give you some names Cody Latimer one <laughs> sterling Shepherd one. <laughs> <laughs> I at least know Sterling <laughs> Shepard. Okay. So I'll put Sterling okay, Shepard in like I'll, a four. I'll give it a two because like I, 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 I know who he is. Okay, I'll right. put Sterling Shepard in like a four. Uh, Russell Shepard. That's a one because I had never heard of the dude. Uh, Benny Fowler and Alonzo Russell. That's what's supposed to strike fear into me. And this is old man happy feet Eli throwing to these guys. So – if I'm a defense, I'm saying Eli's got to beat us. So I'm going to take Saquon Barkley away from you. I'm going to stack the box. He's not going to be able to run. You're going to have to beat us with old man Eli throwing the football. Oh, by the way, you got no one in that instills fear.
1: So the challenge is that, that the talk coming out of camp, the, the, the talk around the team, is that these this group of unknown receivers is looking good.
0: Sure, they could look good, but they're unknown, and they don't strike any fear.
1: Well, that if if the talk coming out of camp is true, it won't take long for them to strike fear. But I've heard that story too many times, especially yeah. as a Packers fan. That this <laughs> this it
0: doesn't matter who Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball it, to. This
1: this young group of wide receivers is going to come in and they look really good. Saint we think Joseph? they're going to replace. Is that one of the guys? They're going to replace Randall Cobb. They're yeah. going to replace you know. Uh, and and guess what? They haven't. The, the core group, I mean, not that we're getting into the Packers, but the core group of Jody three Nelson's new, God, the three God, new God. young receivers they had last year, two of them aren't expected to make the team this year. Oh, my God. So it's there's a chance that he's got weapons if they truly brought these the right people in, but I don't think they do. The other thing, too. And then, and then you run into, okay, so Eli lays an egg. The pressure builds to, to do what? Daniel Jones! The guy they drafted. But how is Daniel Jones going to be any better with Eli he, if the problem isn't necessarily Eli? He, he's not. It's that there's no one to throw to. So now you're just there's setting up Daniel Jones. There's going to be a Daniel quarterback Jones. controversy. Yeah, you're setting this. Jones up for a massive failure too. So it's a no-win situation here in New York. Yeah.
0: So um, Giants fans aren't going to like me, uh, especially you know relatives of mine who cheer with Giants. But I don't see the Giants winning more than six games. That's all they had last year. They were 6-10. and 10. Uh, I think they can expect – Six and ten again. Even though they're two and zero in the preseason, by the way, but we know that doesn't mean anything. Oh, I'm sorry. They were five and eleven last year, so I'm giving
1: them one more win. Yeah, I'm. I'm either five or six wins. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All
0: right, the Philadelphia Eagles. Here come Carson Wentz. (laughs) So they're gonna be
1: great for eight weeks. (laughs)
0: That was what I was eating with. Really? <laughs> Does anybody expect Carson Wentz to stay healthy for sixteen games? Something okay. Two of their backups already in preseason have got knocked out. One with a broken elbow, arm, the others in concussion protocol. They went out and had assigned Josh McFreakin Cown to a one year deal. That's what they're banking on now.
1: I I'm laughing because over the weekend the kids and I were watching a couple of Simpsons episodes and we caught one of the Super Bowl specials <laughs> okay. where Homer has his daydream about going to the Super Bowl and and as they're dragging out the quarterback and the and the coach is saying, I, I just lost my last quarterback. Who am I going to get? And he points up to Homer Simpson, 15 rows up, and says, ah, you! And you think you know what's going to happen. And, right. uh, and he says, get your hand off my wife's leg. And <laughs> Homer takes his hand <laughs> off the woman next to so him. Anyway, There sorry. you
0: go. That Well, that's where the Eagles are, man. I mean... You see, Sotfeld gets carted out his broken arm. And then last week against the Jags, uh, Kessler suffers a concussion. And literally, like, everybody was saying, like, what in the world is happening with the Eagles QB? It hasn't even started in the injuries. are. And I was like, what? And then I saw Kessler got concussed by the Jags. It was like the first quarter, It was like the first series. And and um, Carson Wentz got to be sitting over. It's like, oh, man, if, if they can't even keep my backups upright, What are they going to do for me? What are they going to do for him? Now, I know he's healthy and they're saying he looks fantastic and he's throwing the ball with zip. But for two seasons now, your guy, your main guy who you decided to, you know, go all in with your chips, he's gotten hurt to the point where he couldn't even finish your season when you won the Super Bowl. And last year kind of went south on you. Uh, you, you were able to sneak some games in late to make it to the playoffs, but uh, just didn't have enough uh, in the playoffs. So what happened with the Eagles?
1: I mean, it all comes down to, to – they, they really didn't change their defense over. Nope. I mean, they, they've they've done very little with their defense in the last two years. Two years ago, one of them, the, their defense won them a Super Bowl. Yes. Offense had a little to do with it, but their defense won them a Super Bowl. Last year, that defense was too beat up to to do anything. They had to lean too much on the offense, and of course, it. We know where it ended up. Backfire. So, if they can keep that defense healthy, they've still got some studs on that defense. True. And they can that defense will keep them in almost all their games.
0: But let's say now that you've exhausted your backup resources,
1: mm-hmm. do you
0: really think the Eagles are going to go anywhere with Josh McCown if Wentz gets hurt?
1: Well, look, I mean, half of this is is luck. I mean. Most Andrew of the, Luck doesn't play in this conference. He's in the AFC. Most of the time the you know the the team that get gets put out on the field week one has all the right pieces in place. Yes. It's just those pieces don't make it to the end of the season. Injuries happen. Sometimes it might be one or two key positions, sometimes it might be six or seven key players. And that makes the difference between the Bears being the number one defense in the NFL and not. I, or, guess, well, I guess or the Eagles being good. So, uh, if 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 you don't if you don't get the injuries, if you, if you're lucky enough to avoid the injuries, your backup resources aren't needed. Yeah, but, but they haven't but, proven they can keep their their primary. I mean, if they can't keep their backup resources healthy, I agree they're not going to keep their primary yeah, resources. healthy. but last year they now had, you're pulling guys out of bars to be your <laughs> kickers and do so your, your
0: the, the Eagles had Nick Foles. And he was their backup who they knew what they had going in. They knew if Carson Wentz goes down, we got somebody who can come in and still have have us be competitive. They don't have anybody in camp who will keep them competitive. If Carson Wentz cannot stay healthy for a third straight year, the Eagles seriously have to figure on their plan because they can't keep Relying on backups to get the job done. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I do like that they, they've got some weapons that they've brought back. Uh, how in the world did Deshaun Jackson come back to Philly? I have no idea. Um, and, and little Darren Sproles should be healthy this year. Offensively, at the start of the season, if everyone's healthy, they're going to be legit. Can they stay healthy? I'm, I'm betting on the until I see Carson Wentz play 16 games, I don't think he can stay healthy
1: i I'm with you i I hope they bounce back because i I don't want to see guys get hurt so right. hopefully their guys stay healthy and they and they have a really strong team I just don't think they're gonna be able to do it all right and the
0: final team in the n f c east the washington Redskins <gasps> oh boy this is the bottom of the division this is this is good night year for mr Gruden I mean I still don't really know how if if Gruden doesn't produce a winning record and a playoff appearance with the Washington Redskins this season i don't think
1: he's there next year and i don't see how he's going to do
0: that i don't see how he's going to do that either uh the Washington Redskins finished the season last year with a 7 and 9 record they don't get to 7 wins this no, year no no i don't think so everybody's got them, some people got them as the 30th ranked team in the league not me. I, some people on ESPN yeah. and CBS. I, I'm
1: not far off from that. I, I don't know where exactly I would yeah. put them at the moment, but yeah, they're not. They're not only I think going to be the bottom of of the East. I, I think they're going to be the bottom of the NFC.
0: Bottom of the yeah. So a high draft pick. The the thing is, they don't even know who their quarterback is.
1: Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, but and t- Alex Smith. Are but the, between all those guys, right? They're all they're all names that we know. They're all journeyman quarterbacks. <laughs> None of them are are a franchise quarterback.
0: So do you start the rookie? Do you go with Dwayne Harris? Haskins, Haskins, I'm sorry. I don't know where I got Harris from. Do you go with
1: Haskins? I don't, but I'm also a big proponent of of do what you – I mean, let let him ride the bench for a year, see how things go, and then maybe if your season is tanked, put him in for the last couple games of the season. But no, you don't come out week one or week two and put Haskins out there.
0: The Cardinals are. Well, we'll get to them in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to them in a minute, but <laughs> they're,
1: they're a team you want to emulate right now, yeah. aren't they?
0: <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I still think, I mean, until you know who your quarterback is.
1: I, Everything else is just then, treading water. And
0: then really, Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, he's a Texan. you know, hook him horn, as much as I like him. His inability to stay healthy has literally derailed his career. Um, and Alex Smith is injured, right? Yeah, he's out. He's yeah, out. He's done. So, huh. okay. Can I, let's find one thing to say nice about the Redskins so that Redskins fans don't just say, it's Ooh. Steven being a homer. Let's find one thing.
1: They've done a really good job keeping some senior citizens employed. Okay. Adrian Peterson. I was
0: going to go, how about Dustin Hopkins, their kicker? I mean, he's, he's, he's been solid. Sure. Okay,
1: kicker. Oof. We'll go with the kicker. Dig deep there.
0: All right, let's move on to the NFC North, and we'll start with the Bears. <laughs> the Chicago Bears. Soldier Field. It just sounds cold when you start talking about them, doesn't it?
1: It is cold.
0: In Chicago? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that back end of the year, wind coming off. Lake Michigan. Yeah. It is not a warm place to watch football.
0: So Trisha's law firm is, is is hosting a dinner in Chicago uh, the second week of December, and she's like, "Why don't we? Well, you know, why don't you c- fly up with me? You know, the you know we'll we'll be there because you know they're getting me a hotel. You know, we'll just have to pay that one extra night. You know, and we'll fly back Monday. And then I was like, When is it? And She's like, The second, you know, December twelfth or something like that. I was like, Yeah, no, I'm good i'm good i'll just i'll, I'll watch it from home <laughs> i think you should go i i don't think so i had fun. i did my snowy cold wintry game in green bay yes um i don't think i need to do that again and last year we i was actually in denver uh for denver houston and that got freakishly cold um but and, and the crazy thing was, like, it was really cold. And people were like, oh, this is nothing. You should be here when it's snowing. No, I don't want to be out there when it's snowing. <laughs> Unless you're going to have a heater right on me. All right. I think they reclaim the top spot in the division again. It's going to be a little bit more difficult than it was last year. They were 13-3 last year. But I think the first half of the season, the Bears snuck up on people. I don't think people knew what they were gonna get with the Bears. Didn't know what they were gonna get much from Trubisky, didn't know what Nagy had up his sleeves, didn't know exactly who the Bears were. And then they started what? Seven and one? Something crazy like that? They lost that opening week to the Packers when no, when Aaron Rodgers they started
1: they started three and three. Three and three? Where where was
0: I looking at their schedule from from last year then? Oh, me,
1: that's you might it. have done the mistake I did last year, last week, and looked from the wrong end of the schedule. <laughs> as I started listing off the preseason wins, that
0: no preseason wins, no, that's no, they were three and one, and then they, have, and then lost the Miami. New yeah, how the heck did they lose to Miami?
1: Right. So, so they were on the verge last year of being fifteen and one, right? Because they lost that game. In Green Bay, when when Rogers went down and he came back limping, came back limping and they, they had that and, yeah.
0: touchdown pass to Rob Cobb, where he ran through the middle of the field for yeah. like
1: yeah, yeah that was that was luck. That, I'm sorry, Aaron is good, Cobb is good, but that was then luck they lost an OT to
0: Miami in Week Six, yep. which how in the world you shouldn't
1: be doing that? But it was at Miami, so all right, humidity, we'll give them that. And then they lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Patriots, that's a legitimate loss. But then their only other loss of the season is at the Giants. Another overtime another loss. Another overtime loss. So they had two overtime losses and a last-second comeback by Aaron Rodgers. Those three go just a slight change. They're a 15-1 team last year. That's crazy. So the challenge is, I don't disagree they're still going to be good. Yeah. I mean, they've got all the same uh, all the same talents S- that they have. On
0: defense and primarily on offense.
1: I don't know that the defense is – I don't see how the defense remains the best defense in the NFL.
0: It was pretty good last year.
1: Most of that was maintained by – they got lucky with very few injuries. Yeah. Things that, that drove they that get defense the to be good was turnover margin. They
0: get, they get after the quarterback.
1: They do, and they can. But but some of the things that kept them as number one, I, I don't want to say were, were pure luck, but they were things that are really, really hard to – reproduce year over year injuries turnover ratio these things don't get easily replicated year over year i'm not saying that they're not going to be a top five defense i'm not saying i'm scared to hell as a packer fan to face them twice right but i just don't see how they they repeat as a one
0: so they were 12 and 4 the next closest team was minnesota at 8 7 and 1 right that's a big gap
1: well right? that's the thing is that the Bears can can be worse than they were last year. They can regress back to the mean a little bit, lose two more games, and unless somebody else in the North steps up, they still win they the still North. They still win
0: the division. With, with.
1: So it, it's theirs to lose is kind of the way I'm looking at it.
0: My only problem, my only question mark surrounding the Bears is I'm I still not 100% in with Trubisky. Um, 3,000 yards passing, 24 TDs, 12 interceptions.
1: He has shown some improvements and then, if I'm not mistaken, he has looked horrible. He has looked in the horrific
0: at times. So, I'm still not sure there. And, you know, losing to the Eagles in the playoffs last year kind of hurt. But I still think that they will do enough to to win the North. All right. We'll move on to the well, Detroit Lions. I don't think oh, Stafford's going to have enough weapons. I don't think the offense looks any sexy. There's no sexy, sexy time on the offense side of the ball. Uh, defense is kind of all over the place uh, for the Lions, and gosh, they were six and ten last year. I think they're going to be hard pressed to find six wins again this year.
1: Yeah, if you've got if you've got the Vikings, that might be a touch better. Maintain yep. or be a touch better. The Packers. I'm hoping are going to be better. I, I'm 50-50 on that right now. Better defense, and, at least. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I, we'll, we'll get to that in a yeah. minute here. But um, but then they're also playing the AFC West. So they've got the Chiefs, the Chargers, possibly the Raiders, the NFC yeah. East, Eagles, the Cowboys. So well, they've, can, a, can they've can I, got a tough can I just, schedule. I mean, can I just tell you, look, here's the Lions coming out of the gate.
0: You go and you're at Arizona. Arizona's not looking great, but they're at home, and typically the Lions haven't been really good on the road. But then after that, you got the Chargers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Vikings. That's five games. You'll be you'll be one and five or zero oh and six to start your season very easily,
1: unless unless <laughs> there is talent there that we're not seeing. Seen? I don't unless know. Unless Stafford I, is going to step up and be a quarterback that we haven't seen him be reliably yet. Yeah, you're starting one and five, zero oh and six.
0: Yeah, but you know,
1: and even after that, Giants, Oakland, Chicago, Dallas, Washington, Chicago. I mean, it's it it doesn't let it, up. It, it's
0: think, pretty brutal for the Lions, right? I mean, just coming out and it, and it's going to keep going. So
1: I mean, you could see them being a four or five win team. I, I really
0: don't like any of their wide receivers. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. and Mia Amendola are always already hurt. And I, I was going to say they're always hurt. They're already hurt. And, yes, they're always hurt. Um, so that's going to put a lot of pressure on Kenny Galladay. I, I don't
1: – It'll just be interesting. So so last season they they clearly weren't great. Patricia had, had inherited the previous regime's players and, and talents. He's trying to remake that team. I just don't see that he's there yet with his team. Didn't I think they beat the he beat the Patriots
0: though last year, right?
1: That was oh, one they? of their yeah. that was one of their wins.
0: It was a it was a signature win for him as a coach, but not so much for the team. The team still that should have been a team. I thought that that was going to be a win that propelled him to do some good stuff, and they just came like they came after like they played balls out for that game. And after they won it, then it was just like
1: that was his Super Bowl last year.
0: Yeah, I was like, all right. it's
1: like Lovey Smith when he took over the Bears. You know, I, I, the only ga- the only team I care about this year is the Packers. We're gonna beat the Packers We're twice. Beat the Packers. That's all that matters. We'll worry about the rest of the the fourteen games next year.
0: As a Dallas Cowboy fan, I can go two and fourteen, as long as those two wins are against the Washington Redskins.
1: Yep. Yeah. All Packers right. bears feel the same way all right
0: moving on to uh, the frozen tundra of Lambeau field <laughs> the Green Bay Packers new head coach bumpy ride or is he becoming buddy buddies with aaron rodgers how's that all gonna play out
1: i i don't i'm I'm kind of sick and tired of the the off season and, and early preseason <laughs> lines of they're not getting along. They're not there, getting along. There, there are growing pains in any new relationship Yeah, right? So, yes. so sure, Rodgers isn't getting the same flexibility he was, but he's learning a new system. He's finally got a coach teaching him something. Right. I don't think McCarthy was teaching Rodgers anything for the last five years, maybe early on in his career, but I think at some point Rodgers kind of stopped learning, and it was just kind of a, okay, I'm going to go do my thing. Yes. So I'm going to pull rabbits out of the head. So I think Rodgers is probably going to get some nice stuff out of this whole thing. It's just whether or not the rest of the team is going to be there to do it. So you, you mentioned the Packers defense. There's a lot of talk about the Packers defense being really, really good. I think in the first two weeks, I don't know that I've seen the Packers defense do anything that would really excite me. Now, again, preseason, it lies. I get it. But it's the basics. It's it's the, the, the missed handoff on a coverage. It's blown tackles just all over the place that their defense isn't doing it so my concern is they look really really good in camp and then they come out and they play against other teams and they look very very average well that's kind of scary because their opponent in camp is our offense you're scared and I don't want our offense to be so bad bad. that makes our average defense look great he's scared so I, I I have no idea what to expect out of the Packers. It could be it could be a rebuilding year as they put a new regime in place, or it could be just that little spark that takes the talent that we do have and lights them up.
0: Well, if I'm gonna you know make the same concern for the Packers that I did for the Lions, outside of Devontae Adams, uh, you know he's he's throwing out a bunch of names, uh, a, a bunch of guys that have you know two or three last names. I I can't even say them all. Uh, Geronimo Allison, I guess, is what they're going with as their second number two wide mm-hmm. out.
1: Geronimo, for the record. Yes,
0: Geronimo. Is that what I said? What did I say? I think you said Jerome. Jerome. Geronimo. Geronimo! So, the Packers, I, I like their defense. I think I like their defense a little bit better than you. I think, yeah, you you haven't seen the potential in, in the preseason yet. Let's see how they do this week three. Right. Um, I, I'm
1: We'll Don't get ahead. me wrong. I'm hopeful their defense is yeah. actually good. I'm yeah. just I have this little take in the back of my head that something doesn't smell right in Green Bay.
0: All right, finally the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, I'm not a big fan of Kirk Cousins. I can't be any more clear about that. Just something about the dude him in the wrong way, and his biggest problem is that he makes big mistakes at crucial moments in the game. I can't tell you how many times I've seen him either for the skins or for the Vikings be in a position where he could put the nail in the coffin, put the dagger in the opponents, and he throws a pick or fumbles away the ball, lets the other team back in the game, and they wind up losing. So we went into this in deep when they traded with Baltimore, for a kicker-slash-punter. I think I was pretty adamant about how I felt about that move because this team is not a punter-slash-kicker away from making a deep run in the playoffs. That was not their problem last year. No. Yes, they, we they had have We have the had debate that if,
1: if they think that's the piece, but yeah. I agree with well, you, yeah, that's they, not
0: the piece. I'm sure they think that's the piece. But so Kirk has a That's record. not the piece. Uh-oh, time's up. Got to be done. Thanks, we still have two more. We still got two more divisions.
1: So, so Kirk Cousins' career stats. Record in primetime games: six and thirteen. Six and thirteen. Do they have record against teams? Monday and Thursday night games: one and twelve. Oh my god. H- record versus winning teams: yes, five and twenty-five. Oh, see that's it. Stop, stop
0: because you just killed him right there with that one.
1: Record record versus winning teams in twenty eighteen: one and six.
0: So, last year, the, the Minnesota Vikings needed to win one more game to get into the playoffs. And because it was a team who had a winning record, they couldn't get it done.
1: That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They, they've got to solve that problem. They're
0: going to be a little bit better. But in, as long as he remains under center for the Vikings, they ain't going anywhere. And I feel bad because I like Mike Zimmer. But Zimmer, you're on a hot seat. Because this is the guy you went out and get. You had pieces, and you decided, nope, I want to go get this guy. And now you're going to go down with the shit. I mean, because the Vikings don't make a deep playoff run, I don't see how Zimmer keeps his job. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I did have a rant. It's going to be real quick, and it goes like this. NFL, stop making people pay full price for preseason games when your teams aren't even sending starters out there anymore. There used to be a time where – first second preseason game your starters would at least come out for two three series you get to see a little bit you kind of wave to the fly. hey i'm on the football field i'm getting to watch some starters i legitimately will pay 150 to see them even if it's just for two or three series now you don't even get to see them for a single series they're not saying the chicago bears didn't play a single starter not one in the first preseason game or the second preseason game, and more and more teams are doing this. You would look at you were like, they're not going to play back Dak. I'm like, I know the Dallas Cowboys. They better send Dak out there because I will literally go out there and kick their butts. I want to see something from Dak, put him out there, make him play football. That's what you do. That's where you learn stuff. Week three of the preseason is where you had teams play the whole first half and they'd come out for the third quarter to kind of get a series or two in the third quarter, and then you shut it down, and then nobody plays in the, uh, week four. I get that. But you are charging people 150 $160, $200 for a preseason
1: game where you don't even get to see a single starter come out and play? That is ridiculous. We are a capitalist society. I'm going to change your comment. The NFL posts tickets to buy at full price. We as fans are dumb enough to pay full price. No no, 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 As a season ticket holder, you got to pay those prices, the tickets, whenever no, you want. No, them you or not. don't. You don't need to buy the season ticket. So I don't tickets. need to buy a season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you have decided that I am going to pay whatever I need to to be a season ticket holder. I am going to pay whatever they're charging me. So that I, I go out what, and watch a preseason game. If this continues, you, if you don't like it, don't buy the damn tickets. I want to be a season ticket holder, Steve. Okay, then stop complaining. I'm not complaining. All I'm saying, yes, you is are. That, You're bro, ranting. Listen, you are is, ranting I, about I, the season ticket. The because they should. Ticket. I would be okay
0: if you we are like, look, here are ten regular. Here are ten games. Eight regular season, two preseason. But for that two preseason games, you only got to pay me half or a third something cuz that's not really a football game. That is not you know the regular season great. I will pay the full price whatever you want us to do. But don't make me pay for two preseason games where you're not even going to give me a hint of the quality of football that I am paying for the regular season, right? That's where my problem is. Is there's a quality involved there of the games that you have Wouldn't you be upset this this was this was going on with NBA? Where like I think Cleveland was like you know resting LeBron and it was like man this was a big game it's like on Christmas Day and everybody paid these tickets to see LeBron play and we're, you're not gonna play him that I'd be upset if I paid five hundred dollars for that basketball ticket and LeBron doesn't play you've changed the quality of the experience you that's like false advertisement mm-hmm. right yeah. you I'm like oh you build it the the thing was LeBron versus whoever they were playing on Christmas Day and I spent five hundred dollars for a ticket then I get there and you tell me that LeBron isn't playing. I'd be upset. You, that was fraud. You just frauded me out of my money because I think I'm going to see LeBron and LeBron's not playing. It's the same thing in the preseason. You, I at least know that I'm going to get a little bit, I'm going to get a glimpse of that quality of football where I see the, the starters go out there. And even if it's a glorified workout, I get to see them on the field. That's what I'm paying for. And in the preseason, if you're now going to let teams like the Bears, like the Chiefs, did this week against Pittsburgh. I was so excited for that game. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get to see Mahomes for a series or two, see how he does against Pittsburgh. And then he doesn't come out, and then nobody else comes out. I was like, I turned the TV. I was so mad. I almost chucked the remote out the door. That's how mad I was. I am paying full price the same amount of money that I am paying for a pre- for a regular season game. You want me to pay that for a preseason game? There's no joke. They would be better served just giving those tickets away. Giving them the charity. Something. Don't make people pay for scrimmages. That's all I'm saying.
1: I got to say, when you get fired up, your inner Eddie Murphy comes out. It <laughs> was a little bit in there where. It was there. I, I yes. was fairly certain that I was listening to Eddie Murphy rant. You know about what this. I'm talking about? That's right. All right. There
0: you go. That's all the time we got for the rant because we got to get going. We're at 107. So let's get to the NFC South and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Buttons all over the place today. Oh, all Steve. over, yes. All right. Look, how's the defense going to hold up for this football team? They were what? The Falcons last year finished the season at Little Help Steve. Little help. See, seven and nine. You gotta
1: warn me when you want things facts like this.
0: <laughs> seven and nine. Okay. And that was primarily because of the defense. The offense was putting up points and the defense could not stop nobody. So what has changed to make me think? Hey, maybe the Atlanta Falcons defense is going to hold up, so that they don't finish seven nine or eight and eight again. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, nothing I shocked you. There was crickets. Crickets. I actually think I have crickets, but I'm not going to find it. This is a mess. It's a mess. I had a mess of a board today, Steve. But how do you like? Uh, kind of clean. Do you feel the clean environment here? I do. Yes. It's 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 open. And yes. I, I've been working hard. I'm working it it hard. is looking very nice. Not again. done yet, but it's getting there. It is. It is looking yes. very, very nice. And after that, then I can kind of get my board all kind of squared away and, and stuff. And yeah, I can, so I, I can my challenge
1: against. with Falcons, I don't. I agree with you. I don't see the defense really improving dramatically. And I'm not sold on Matt Ryan being. He's good.
0: I've got no blames of Matt Ryan. That is not the problem with the Atlanta Falcons.
1: When, he, when there's a
0: when there's a quarterback problem with the team, I'm going to tell you. Matt, Matt Ryan is not the problem.
1: Matt Ryan is a top 16 quarterback. He's 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 in the better half of the quarterbacks in the top NFL. 10? Can we say top 10? I don't know about that. Oh, man. Okay.
0: I will say top 10. All right. I, just because of the numbers he puts up consistently. He
1: he has done that. I, I just don't know that if he loses some of the strengths around him on that offense, right. can he maintain those? Right. Okay. Now, that that can be said about any quarterback. Right. But certain quarterbacks, I think you. I mean, we talked about the Patriots they, they last year. They're going to elevate yeah. their game. They're going to come out. I don't know yeah. that he's one of those guys. All right. Um, I. I see him taking a step back, I, or or stay steady. Yeah. I I I don't know how the Falcons get to to 500 this year. This this is a a division
0: right that every year uh, a new team rises to the top. It's not like. You know, like, you know, you have the AFC East where the Patriots have been on top for, what, 14, 15 years?
1: My lifetime, yeah. <laughs> Your
0: lifetime. The NFC South, every year, it's somebody else. Um, it could be the Atlanta Falcons this year. It could. Uh, it all depends on how the defense plays. But, you know, you look at their schedule in uh, 2019, and to start off, Um, you're gonna find out about you're gonna find out about this team quickly, yeah. Because you're on the road at Minnesota, come home against Philly, on the road against Indianapolis, at home against Tennessee, and then on uh, on the road at Houston and
1: at Arizona. So in those then you you come home to the Rams and Seahawks and Seahawks. So in those first eight games, first eight weeks of the season, Saints, Carolina, Tampa
0: Bay, Bay. Saints,
1: Saints. Yeah, oh my god. So that is. One,
0: two, three, four, five. Five division games in a row. That's the that's the meat because those those teams know you very well. That the schedule makers coming out of their bye week did not do Atlanta any favor coming out of their bye weeks to, to put them against their division foes for five straight weeks.
1: That's almost unheard of. And that's only guess, six. And that, and you only play six games in your. division. That is after they've gone through the first eight games. Game that got like Minnesota, Philly, Colts, Titans, Houston, Rams, and Seattle in there. So Okay, I, I may not be so high on that line anymore. But I'll let you know after
0: week four. How about that?
1: Okay. <laughs> we will definitely know which way this team is going after week four.
0: All right. The Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Do I have uh, – yeah, I just – here it is with Cam – So maybe it's because right now, do do you have Prime video of Amazon? Yes. So they're showing, have you seen the the all or nothing?
1: No. So
0: two years ago, it was all or nothing with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Where basically they spent the prior season with the team through training camp and through every week of the season. And it was all or nothing. It was basically let's see if they can go all the way. And they had picked Arizona. And at the beginning of that season – Looked like a really smart idea, but that kind of wheels kind of fell apart. Well, last year, n- now they're showing last year's, and last year's they picked the Carolina Panthers. And early on, looked like a good idea. And then Cam Newton hurt a shoulder, and the wheels fell apart. But you see every week what the team kind of goes through. How, how's the team after a win? How they are after a loss? You know How the coaches try to pick the, the players back up? And so I'm watching last year's Carolina Panthers, and they're at the point now where they're getting ready to implode on themselves, right? Cam does play a big part as, as this football team. I mean, he he's not just the face. He is the football team. Yes. Um, I don't know if he's healthy 100% from that shoulder energy. It, they say he is. And he's practicing, obviously. He's out there. He hasn't been on the field. Another team hasn't played a whole heck of their starters. Cam hasn't been on the field for a single preseason game yet. They say he might play two or three series this game three. And game three, like I said, used to be the the dress rehearsal, man. You come out and you play for two and a half, maybe three quarters. None of that. He's going to come out week three for a series or two, they're saying. I don't know if he's healthy. And like I said, I think he's the team. I'm not sure how improved the Panther defense is going to be. Um, I know they've lost Funchess, so that's one less guy Cam has to throw the football to that he's familiar with. Um, it's going to be the, the Christian McCaffrey. I'd give him 300, 350 carries.
1: It, it's going to be ugly. I mean, Cam's got to I agree. He has to stay completely healthy what they started 6 and 2 last year yeah. finished 7 and 9 after he went out
0: it was awful
1: they won one more game the rest of the season yeah. I, I just with with cam in there these guys can compete for for the division without him they're they're competing with the redskins at the bottom of the nfc
0: well yeah don't look at your sheet can you tell me who the backup quarterback is
1: uh, no. If Cam goes down, who's the backup quarterback? I can only tell you because I, I cheated. It's Will Greer. Will Greer. <laughs> That's it. Who is him?
0: Who is Will Greer? Come on, tell me something. I can tell you that he came. Uh, he he's is from 6'1", West Virginia. Date of birth 4 3,
1: 1995. West Virginia.
0: He was the third round pick. This year from West Virginia, don't know much about him. I mean, Cam better be 100% healthy because if he isn't, this could go south real quickly. All right, the New Orleans Saints. I don't want to make it seem like I keep harping on the quarterback position. I mean, but we have turned into a, a quarterback driven, pass happy league. Do you agree with me there? Yes, very much so. That's where we are. I mean, that's why you've got Zeke Elliott and Melvin Gordon holding out. They're like, nobody's valuing running backs anymore. Placing value on good, speedy wide receivers and top-notch quarterbacks. With that being said, and this is why I'm coming with this question here, how much gas does Drew Brees have left in the tank? I don't think there's much. Because at the end of last season, some of those deep paw balls, deep passes to Michael Thomas were lacking something. Um, And I thought there were some plays in the NFC Championship game. You know, of course, it all came down to
1: there's a pass interference that should have been called, blah, blah, blah. Did something happen at the end of that game?
0: Irrelevant of that there were plays earlier in that football game that drew didn't make either because he didn't have the, the strength or the, the, he just didn't get the ball where it needed to be. Now he looked pretty good in, In. I don't know uh, every day they, they play with the, uh, with the chargers during the preseason. They kind of mm-hmm. team up yep. and do things. And he and Philip rivers always, they, they get like all oh, the, the backup quarterbacks and they do this kind of like quarterback challenge. They do it throughout the week. Uh, so, Looks like he's got zip on the ball. I mean, I I don't think they're doctoring the videos. But how much does he have left? Because clearly that offense has changed. No Marvin Ingram. It's going to be all Camara's show at the running back position. Um, And it's going to be Camara and them throwing the football. Michael Thomas got his big fat contract. I'm curious to see how the Saints do this year if they will retain the form that got them to the top last year um in this con- in this division they were 13 and 3 only lost 3 games it's going to be tough
1: it is i i'm completely in agreement with you i i if if breeze can stay healthy and in shape we'll call right. it he's in shape
0: i just i'm not sure he's got the he, he's older right well, well
1: it, it right it, it's not a question of being in shape it's a question of being able to recover week after week yes that's that's good right that's so good. right right now because he's in shape and hasn't needed to recover in months he's got zip on the ball first couple of weeks it'll he'll be fine but yeah once you get into the back end the the, the home stretch of the season i don't know that he's got it
0: he, he's 40 he just turned 40. so i remember how everybody was yelling at Brent Favre when he turned 40 mm-hmm and then, of course, you know, yeah. came a Viking at that point. And I went to support him, because I was 40 at the time, too. And I wanted to see how a 40-year-old could go play in the NFL. Now we got, what, like five quarterbacks that are 40 or over? So, it's let's just say it's tough to do. It's tough to it play is, yes. at a high level in your 40s. And the guys that are doing it right now are doing it well, but I think they're at the end of the road. And
1: Diminishing returns.
0: Yeah, there you go. Final team in the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. never met the man. I've only heard his speeches. I've only heard him talk to players. I've only he- heard him talk to people. I've only heard him been interviewed. I love Bruce Arians. When that man speaks, I shut up and listen. I don't want anybody. I'm like, hey. Nobody's talking to me right now. Bruce Arians is on television because I want to hear what he has to say. His football smarts are off the chart, incredible. I love the man, but can he bring that magic that he had with the Arizona Cardinals to Tampa Bay and save the Bucks and Jameis Winston? Because this is Jameis Winston's last hurrah. Mm-hmm.
1: Th- this is it. He's he's got to put up or shut up here. I mean, it's
0: yeah. I mean, there's no more. There's, there's no more, you know. I'm kind of like, uh, in this ambivalence place. I really don't know where that. This is it. This is time for Jameis Winston to go, and fortunately for the Bucks, schedule starts a little soft. It gets hard pretty quickly, um, with the Rams, Saints, and Panthers right, you know, there in the middle after Week Four, but 49ers. At home, not bad. Going to Carolina, that's going to be a challenge. We'll know a lot about those two teams. Then then the Giants and the Rams. So after week three, it's go time. When you get the defending NFC champs. I like to think that Arians is going to have a solution for this team. This might be the team that goes from being last last year at five and 11 to the top of the division because Bruce Arians can possibly bring that magic. I like the skill position players. They've got some good. They've got some good depth at all those positions. Um, Wide receiver Peyton Barber at the running back position. Uh, OJ Howard at tight end, sneaky, sneaky pick in fantasy football. You heard that from Steven Miranda right now. I'm giving it to you. Um, I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Possibly they'll do three or four games better than they did last year.
1: I am not as quite as. You're not as enthused? No. no. I, I think they. Tre- get pumped for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they tread water from where they were last year. B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. Go Bucks! I can't get a word in. so I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead. Going on to the NFC West. No, it. I don't think they tread water. Um, I just don't know if this is the season that they that they make that next up. Okay. I, I don't know that Jameis is the guy. And I, I just I think they're they're gonna be about where they were last year. Not bad, but yeah. definitely not good. So
0: the true leaders taught me that cheer. So I just I had to get it in there. Uh, thank you we for sharing with the rest of us. It yes. Was, yes, it was great. All right, we'll move on to the NFC West and the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Ah oh, man, I just You know what? I'm going to let you talk first about the Arizona Cardinals. Wh- Why do I get
1: to talk about them first?
0: Because uh, so I'm going to say some bad I'm going to say some bad things so I want you to go first. Okay.
1: Uh, they had better have made a right decision with Kyler Murray. I don't They don't have anybody else. <laughs> Brett Hundley? Look, It's not
0: so much that he looked bad this week against Oakland. It's that he was so bad that it it made my skull hurt. Okay? He still looked like a kid playing in college, and he was surrounded by men. I like the kid. I think he's smart, and he's got a lot of football smart. Obviously, he's very talented. But he did not have command of that offense. It was like... Like the Raiders said, okay, Cliff – and we'll get to Cliff Kingsbury here in a minute, the, the head coach. But it was like, okay, Cliff's going to put you in that run-and-gun, spread them out offense? Air, air raid. If that's what they're calling it, okay? I'm Going to put you on that air raid offense? Gruden's like, check this out. How are you going to defend this? And they made him look silly. Yes, they
1: did. I just – I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know the quote you are going to have. What you are going to have up here from Cliff, but I, I mean, he's he's saying they're not showing all their cards.
0: I, I get that. I get. Th- I get. You're How not do sh- you
1: not? But yeah, you, you've like, got. You've got. You ran a quarterback a top, keeper. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, so if 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 the speed of the game is too much for him, yeah, it doesn't matter what offense you put him in. He's not going to keep the speed up. Speed is too.
0: Uh, he couldn't read simple blitzes. This is what I'm talking about, though. What is like the blitzes were coming at him like every down because he could not pick one up. And that's a problem. And the whole clapping, making it look yeah. like, you know, he I haven't, I've never seen a quarterback be called for false start.
1: False start because of a. a
0: multiple times yeah. in a game because of how he's slapping his hands. And Cliff Kingsbury's over there on the side with the official trying to show him the clapping. And the official's like, no. We don't do the sudden movement clap. If he wants to clap to get the ball hiked him, you can do the clap. But this, this kind of like almost like flapping Exaggerate, his arms, yeah. like a like a bird. Like no, 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 that's false start. It's gonna be false start every time in the National Football League. Welcome to the D- pros. Teach
1: your rookie how to clap. All right. Yeah.
0: Welcome to the pros. Look, not only that, their defense looks suspect. Okay, because Derek Carr in the first string offense against the first string Cardinal defense, he mowed through them like they weren't even there. Literally, it was an 11-on-11 11 11 scrimmage with 11 dummies. Yes. I mean, I even, I think I had a tweet where I was like, yo, Cliff, how about working on your defense a little bit? I know you're the offensive guy, but the defense
1: has to do something. You got to be able you to. You have to put 11 guys <laughs> on the field on the other side. You got to have to put the brakes on the, someplace. The worst part is, I've got my write-up here that, the Cardinals are going to improve.
0: <laughs> is it because I don't, is it because I don't know so how you do so worse bad. than
1: three wins? <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. So like they've got so they'll win more got, than
0: three wins, but it's going to be a slight improvement.
1: It's going to, they're going to win four or something, right? I, they're, yeah. they're going to get better, but they're not going to make that leap to five hundred. They're definitely no. not going to be a. a I, I mean, unless unless some magic happens, and Cliff is holding that magic back intentionally and just letting his guys get slaughtered by the Raiders and whoever else I I just don't see how they do much better than four yeah. maybe pull out a fifth win
0: alright let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams <laughs> so is this this is where I left the mistake in for you Steve see your notes
1: no yes Yes, I see it now. I left it in for you purposely. Did you? I, I, Were was you con- hoping that I would I would get that? That you were going to chime back? You were going to say something to me or something? That, that I would reference them as the St. Louis Rams, <laughs> and therefore something. I'd have the Rams, you'd have the Chargers, and we'd, neither one of us would know what teams play in our town? No. No, but I see it now. I, I thought that you
0: would say something. I was like, I'm gonna send this. I'm just gonna put this in. I'm gonna send it to Steve and see what he has because because he mine's fixed, right? I, yes. I mean, I've got it correct. I'm but I I sent you the one with the mistake in it. And what I'm talking about, folks, is that, you know we write up show notes of what we're gonna talk about, and I send them to Steve. And in the NFC West, I had listed the Rams as the St. Louis Rams, and uh, he he didn't even make
1: a I, Yeah, I I did. I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm sorry that I ruined your fun today.
0: Look, I still think the Rams are going to be one of the teams to beat in the NFC. Uh Sean McVay, uh his offensive mind is is pretty brilliant and he comes at you I think there are some formations where he's got 17 to 18 different plays from the same formation. How you going to how you going to Okay, oh this is how they're lined up. It doesn't matter he could run it. He could throw it. He's got some options. doesn't matter how they line up.
1: You don't know what's coming. So we'll see this season whether McVeigh is the mad scientist genius we think he is now and we're all giving him credit for being. Right. Or whether he just changed the game and was the first one there. So if, if opposing defensive coordinators start to figure out how to defend against McVeigh's offense right. and he doesn't shift – doesn't make changes he might get uncovered right might I, I, right. I have no, no idea no. I mean it, it's uh, we'll, we'll see as the season progresses it's just that challenge of is he truly that revolutionary mind or did we see something uncovered in the Super Bowl by the Patriots that there's a game plan that you can put out against the Rams that will defeat McVeigh's genius offense right right and if other teams can figure that out and put that on the field they'll still be good they, I mean at some point, they've just got raw talent, so yeah, they're going to be good. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying the Rams are suddenly going to be a, a, a 500 team and miss the playoffs or something. They're still going to be really, really good. It's just instead of blowing teams out and, and and making us all just feel great about how good their offense is, I just don't know if that's going to repeat again.
0: Well, and the problem, too, for the Rams, I think their defense is going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Dominican Sioux. Uh, they brought in Eric Weddle. And they were able to keep Fowler, uh, but uh, I just think it's going to be there's going to be a different dynamics there with the defense. I'm not sure how good they're going to be. And is golf going right? yep. uh, to improve, right? Yeah, obviously in the yep. Super Bowl, he did not look comfortable at all. Um, so are they going to learn from it? Cooper it's Cup, it's going to be interesting.
1: I mean, all sorts of things. He
0: should covers. be back, right? Should the Cup man? All right, the San Francisco Forty boom. <laughs> <laughs> Garoppolo has not looked too good since coming back from entry. No. Garoppolo looks I know Jeremy's like, Steven, shut up. I don't want to hear what you have to say about the forty nineers. But here's the thing. I think it I think this team, above a lot of the others that I've talked about the quarterback position, are heavily dependent on Garoppolo being available to play. And playing well. I thought there was a report. There's a couple of the Forty er beat writers that I that I follow. At of practice, he threw five consecutive interceptions. That's either your defense is being really good and they know what's coming, or you're just having a bad day. Um, of course, he's been away from football for a while. He got hurt really early on in the season last year. Um, but he's their guy, and he has to remain healthy for this team to, to have a shot.
1: Yeah, I Agree completely that he's he's the 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 one thing that's going to make the team good. He's probably worth five wins on his own. You know, you put in another quarterback, they're they're worse by five wins. Yeah, maybe six.
0: And they're like, well, I mean, to 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 prove your point there, they only won four games last year. Right. So,
1: yeah. So I I think I I think what you'll see with the 49ers is is with him, they might be a 10 and 6 team. Without him, they could be a a six and 10 team.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, I like the San Francisco 49ers. I like what they're putting out. Uh, The defense has played really fast this preseason, Um, and it's going to all depend on how the offense shapes up. If the offense can put, you know, 17, 18, 19 points per game up on the board, they might have a really good team. If they can't do that, uh, they're going to
1: struggle. And and their schedule is a little wonky. Uh, They get – they get a week
0: four bye. That's horrible.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's never good to they, have they a bye week. They open up at
1: Tampa, at Cincinnati, then host Pittsburgh. Oof. So none of those are, are primetime games. None of them are national games. And then a week four bye. And then the bye. But then coming out of that, Cleveland, Rams, Redskins, Carolina, Arizona. So, yeah. so I mean, it's, uh, they, they, could, they could easily pull off a, a eight, nine, ten-win season.
0: Okay, moving on to our final team in the NFC. Going all the way to the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle Seahawks. (laughs) Now, I think Seattle could be a contender. Um, Russell Wilson always finds a way to work with whatever it is. Literally, he is becoming Tom Brady-esque-like, where I don't care who you put around me. I'm gonna find a way to get the job done, and he's been doing that for a couple of years now. Um, if I if memory serves me correctly, they made the playoffs last year, got bounced by the Cowboys in the in the wild card game. Um, they were ten and six, and I think ten and six, eleven and five seems about right for this football team. Um, Pete Carroll, just you know, the dude gets older, but he continues to. I don't know how he has all that energy to continue to keep this team focused in the right direction.
1: What what you hear out of out of players that have been in Seattle is that he's just an inspiring guy. You he makes football fun. You know, there are coaches out there that that football they, they they make it a job, they make it a grind. It's a everybody that you hear talk about Pete Carroll, any other criticisms aside of, of his history or anything else, yep. they talk about how he's just he makes football fun. It's a fun and, place to be, and when when your job is fun, you you, yes. you find a way to, to make things work a little bit. I need bit a better. fun
0: job, Steve. So do I. Let's find one, shall we? All right. Um, I yeah. So I think Seattle. The thing my, is, my only
1: question, I think, there how many of these teams that we've got have are are kind of in that upswing on what they're doing, and and what I mean by that is you've got all the rookie uh, deals, quarterback deals out there. With, with your Cowboys and how many of the other teams that still have those th- th- they could still be dumping money into other position players to, right. to, to pair with a good quarterback still on a rookie con- contract the Seahawks are on the opposite end of the spectrum here right they've they've had to pay out when, when they right. had that stellar defense of a couple seasons ago they were all they were all rookies they were all young players yes. and slowly that's been whittled away they've the kind people of they've kept they're now paying a lot. So they can't bring in new talent. So they're kind of on that downswing of 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 the talent level that they've got. But
0: I'm looking at their base 4-3 defense, and they still got some big-time names there.
1: They they do. I,
0: Ansa and Woods, and Michael Kendrick, and Bobby Wagner. And, and it's just like how, how they – some teams are just – and I think this is kind of funny you mentioned Jerry Jones. I think that's what he's doing. That's why he doesn't want to pay Zeke the big money and right. Dak the big money. Because he's like, I've got to be like the Seahawks, who yeah, they did shell out some money, but they still were able to keep other talent that's good around, and that's what the Cowboys want to do. Look, we've we've they've done the years right where they've paid the big contracts to T.O. and Romo, and it kind of spent all kind of crazy, um, and now he knows I can't do that because I can't build a team if I just give these four players right.
1: all the money. It's so, nice. It's nice to have three or four stars that people love. But if you can't pull the wins off on the field because you don't have anybody else to play with, what's the point? So, and, C- and Seattle, so I, just, I think seattle they're going to be sneaky good. I well, think they're going to be sneaky good. I, I, d- I don't mean to say that they're going to be a bad team. Right. I, I think they, they have the challenge of they could easily still pull off 10-11 wins. I think it's going to be a little bit harder for them to do it than it might be for, say, the Cowboys. Right or some of the other teams with, with a younger, lower you know, talent spread and money spread to other position yeah, players. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. I hear so, what you're so saying So they, they can still be competitive. They're still good. They've still got a lot of talent there. I just I think next year it becomes even harder, the year after right. that harder. So yeah. unless they can find some magic to, to bring in some young talent and strike some lightning in there somehow, I, I think you're going to see the, the Seahawks in a slow decline over the next couple seasons. All right. That's it, folks. Uh, real quickly, all of our football leagues have filled up.
0: Uh, drafts will be starting this weekend and next weekend. Uh, we'll be setting up links for our NFL Pick'em Pool, where you get to pick your make your picks against me, Steve, and Lady Edith. She's yes, up for doing it again? Yes, we,
1: we confirmed uh, the other night that she is coming back.
0: Lady Edith will be back with her picks again this season. Um, and our survivor pool where you pick a winner every week to stay playing. That's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. And this has been NFL Rants and Raves. We're out. <music>